So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to the following brokers. Ameriteam Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster. Yeah, that's a big one. 11,000 agents. Plum Tree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, and Agent Strong all have taken action and negotiated steep discounts on Rebus University's award-winning courses for all of their agents. And if you're an agent at one of those companies and you haven't been to Rebus University yet, go to rebusuniversity.com and click on the link that says Rebus Preferred and see what your company has done for you. Man, you're going to be impressed. If you want unpublished pricing for all of your agents like these brokers have done, Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply pick up the phone and text or call Catherine Brower at 843-749-9900. And now for the review of the day. All right, I got a review here on amazon.com for six steps to seven figures. Five stars. It's nice to see a clear path to success by someone who has actually done it. Thank you, Pat, for writing Six Steps to Seven Figures. That's a verified purchase by an anonymous Amazon client. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. All right, Rockstar Nation, I have a great guest today who's doing something in the real estate industry that a lot of people aren't doing. A lot of people, I think, want to do. A lot of people know that the money is in it. But they're afraid to do. I can talk, personally tell you myself, I've gone down this road twice um, and um, never pulled the final plug on it. But I've met people and I know people that are in this game. And uh, he's willing to come on the show and, got, and kind of explain to us how uh, we can all do this ourselves uh, on our own and make big money doing it. And what I'm talking about is assisted living houses. And I'm talking about houses like in your neighborhood, houses that you drive by on the way to work, how you can turn them into assisted living houses and make you know four to ten times what you might normally make uh, renting it out to a, a regular old family, if not more. And uh, so we're going to dig deep. I'm so lucky that he came on. I'm talking about Gene Guarino, and uh, he's, he's with the RAL Academy, which is real estate assisted living, residential, I'm sorry, assisted living. And uh, 
you know, he's got three of these houses himself. He trains other people how to do this. He's got coaching clients, and people are doing it all over North America, and it's uh, working very well. So man, without further ado, Gene, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks, Pat. Glad to be here. Hey, Gene, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself so they get to know you better? Sure. Well, I first got into real estate since that's what we're talking initially when I was 18 years old, professional musician, a recording studio, small record label, had a music school, and we were, we were tenants for two years, and the landlord was kind of sketchy, so we finally said we're either going to shut it down or we got to buy our own place. Looked up the street, saw a for sale sign, and that was the beginning of my real estate career. Flash forward 39 years, I've had uh, 18 businesses, uh, written four books, uh, hosted three radio shows, and now I've trained over 300,000 people around the world how to be successful in business and real estate and so on. But right now I focus on just one thing, and that's residential assisted living. Wow, that's awesome, dude. I guess the big question, right, is why? Why, why choose residential um, assisted living when everyone else is out there is just renting the families, renting Section 8, renting the students, multifamilies are hot, red hot right now. Hard to get people to look away from some of this stuff. How do you get them to look away uh, from and, and, and look at assisted living? Well, I'm going to share the exact way I got into it and then why others are going to get into this as well. And we all have heard about the baby boomers and the opportunity there. So it was about 15 years ago that I actually heard about this as a business opportunity where you can use uh, real estate and business combined to really take advantage of the silver tsunami, the silver the silver-haired seniors just like myself who are coming. You just can't. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and so when I heard about it from a business perspective, that was great, but there was nobody there to teach me or show me how. So then my interest kind of waned, but it wasn't until about five years ago that my own mother started to need help. And at that point, then you start to look at what's out there and what's, what's happening, and you realize, oh my goodness, there's a massive opportunity. The average person right now spends $3,750 a month for a private room and assisted living, but that includes Medicare, Medicaid. I focus on private pay, which is four, five, six, eight thousand per month. So what we do is we take a single family home, do some modifications, and then we operate a business where there might be 10 of these seniors in that home spending 5,000 per person per month. So 50,000 gross income. And after paying for the caregivers and the real estate and everything else, you end up with 10, 15, maybe 20,000 in profit per month. So significant residual income. And the older I get, the more I realize it's not just about the money. It's about helping other people, leaving something of importance behind. That's awesome, dude. So let's get some perspective. This house that you're talking about that makes 50 grand a month, 600,000 a year, right? Leftover. Gross income. Yeah. 10, 10,000 to 15,000, let's say 12,000, left over with a $12,000 profit. What would it rent if family of six wanted to move in or family of five wanted to move in with two dogs? <laughs> Perfect. Because that is your typical client, right? Mom, dad, two kids, two dogs. And that house itself, let me, let me explain what we're looking at. The house itself that most people do for rentals is kind of like a 3-2 or 4-3, something like that. We're typically looking for a bigger house in a nicer area, and it may be a house that wouldn't normally cash flow. So let's just say that house would rent yeah, for because two grand. Yeah, because everybody knows, right? The bigger house you buy, the, the, the more your, your return uh, drops, right? The big stuff doesn't rent for very much at all. You know, so... Yeah. So, 
so that big house might rent for 3000 a month, let's say, a big five-bedroom, three-bath house that's 3,500 square feet rents for three grand. But somebody like myself who's saying, I want to operate the residential assisted living business might be willing to pay six grand, twice that rent, because I'm going to end up making 10 or 15 grand in profit from operating that, that group home for the elderly. That's crazy. That's some, that's some, that's some nutty numbers. I mean, that, that, that's an incredible return. <laughs> you know, that's up there with, um, you know, some of these numbers guys are spitting out at Airbnb and student rentals and things where you can definitely get more than market. So uh, let's talk about this. Okay, so tell me like down, like a third grader can understand. What I sure. need to do to make that and I know a lot of people listening are real estate agents or brokers, and you have a certain mindset and perspective. So <clears throat> what we're really talking about is a, a nicer house in an upper scale area. I, you can do a low end. Let me, let me take you all the way down. Let me give you a, the bigger picture, Pat, so people can really see it. There's 77 million baby boomers, and that's 10,000 people a day on average are turning 65. More importantly, 4,000 a day are turning 85. 65 years old, you're playing golf, tennis, having a good time. 85, a lot of those people need help, assistance with their activities of daily living. Now, their choices are stay at home, the kids come and visit help, and hopefully it works out. Two, bring in help at $23 an hour, that's the national average, to take care of mom or dad in the home. Or three, they move into somebody else's facility. Now, a big box facility might have 100, 200, 300 people in it. It's a cafeteria. It's a group setting. It's like a hotel or an apartment for seniors. It's not what we do. We take a single family home, make some modifications, and we might have 10 seniors in that home. So what you'd be looking for, and again, if you're an investor, it's one thing. If you're the business operator, another. If you're the agent in between, it's a third. But what you're looking for is a nicer house and a nicer area. The demographics are key to the location. It's not a house in the middle of nowhere that's one story and it's beautiful. No, nobody's going to go visit mom in the house in the middle of nowhere. It's right. going to be in Imagine the middle of a nice home, neighborhood. Come home from work. They're coming home. They're driving home. They got a family of their own. They just want to pop in and say hi to mom at 530. Right? They want it to be in a good neighborhood, and they want it to be easy access for them. Perfect. You know, you said it exactly right. I always say over the river and through the woods is good once a year, not every day to go see mom. <laughs> All right? I like so that. So you want like a that. good yeah, good location. You and I are brothers. We're going to pay to take care of mom. So it's where we live that's important, not mom. She may live in a certain area that everybody is 80, 90 years old, but it's where we live, 50, 60 years old. I'm, I'm 57. I'm the one who's paying to take care of mom or dad. So I'm the customer. She is the resident in the home. So the location is critically important. Single level is better than multi-level, but two or three stories works. A lot of locations in the country, that's what they do. Uh, bigger is better than smaller, more bathrooms better than less bathrooms, senior safe is what we make the home, and it is regulated and licensed in different areas, so that always brings up another series of questions. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I mean, in an ideal scenario, you would have a huge rancher, right? Just a massive rancher, ideally. Yep. Right? You can work with other things, but guys, if they walk in the house with mom and dad, and all of a sudden all they're looking at is these giant steps going up, you know, or steps going down, it's just, you know, it's just not as desirable. So ideal. And again, guys, this isn't something, you know, maybe you will, but this isn't something I don't think people are going to go out and buy 12 of them this year, you know, so you have time to look for the, the, the best house. And if you see a giant rancher come on the market, 
you should be thinking either I want to buy that one or I got an investor or Google, um, you know, senior assisted living uh, in that zip code and see who owns a couple of other ones of them and call them and say, listen, I got this giant rancher I think would be good for your model. Would you consider buying it? Yeah. And we're going to give them in the show notes a connection to get more information for sure. But in regards to what they're looking for, what else they can do, I'm going to, I'm going to just break it down to make sure we got it. The real yeah, estate is one opportunity. The business is a second opportunity. The combination of the real estate and the business is what I do. And that's a real big opportunity. Now you, if you're listening and you're an agent or a broker, you want to get more listings and sell more homes. And so just like you said, a rancher, a big home. Now, I want you to think for a minute, because this is what I call the red Corvette syndrome. You don't think about it. You don't see it until you have that red Corvette, and all of a sudden, they're all over the place. So right now, what I want you to think about, do you know of a house that maybe is the white elephant? The garage has been converted to bedrooms. They've added extra bathrooms. There's grab bars all over. There may even be a sprinkler system in the house, smoke detectors, cameras in the hallway. And you're thinking, what kind of freak show is going on here? And none of your normal, regular clients have touched it because for the fix and flipper, it's too big, too much rehab. For the, uh, the guy who's saying, I'm going to buy and hold, it's, I can't get enough rent. And you're saying, what do I do with it? That could be the perfect residential assisted living home. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool. An item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox, full of items of utility simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 Now, that's one. I'm going to throw one more in because I really want to get you excited that the Golden Girls model. If you remember the show in the 80s, a home with four people living there taking care of each other. So th take that same rental property that most people have and not student housing, not Airbnb, not a single family, but then Golden Girls. Rent it out by the bedroom. Maybe it's 1000 1500 per bedroom. It includes their utilities and basic upkeep in the house. Those four people are living together, taking care of each other, no care provided, no license required. And when they need the assisted living, they can move into the assisted living. But in the meantime, instead of renting that house out for two grand a month, you're getting 1200 per person, 4,800. The 800 goes towards utilities and upkeep. Now you're cash flowing four grand a month instead of two. That extra two is pure profit in your pocket. That's the Golden Girls model. I like that. And I, li I like how you separated it too. And I don't know if you did this intentionally, but if you could think about it, if you could purposely put in all women together, I mean, I can see taking my mm -hmm. mom there or someone there and be like, look, you can make, you know, three awesome friends. You're back in college again, right? I mean, you guys, it's like a college roommates or whatever. I mean, oh, not only will mom be, 
taken care of, but um, she's going to have fun, right? She's going to socialize. They're going to play bridge together, right? Not that you can't do that with another man, but it's a certain appeal there, right, of having, you know, golden girls. Absolutely. They want friends. My mother played bridge, you know, and you need three, four other people to play, or three other, I guess, to play bridge that card game with. So that is something that a lot of seniors just don't have. You know, think about, I'm thinking about my own mom when she was, all the kids move away. It's just her and dad. And at that point, when he passes away, it's just her. She doesn't want to be alone and lonely. And she has a big house she doesn't necessarily need. So the idea of companionship, peers of her own age. And in this case, could be women, could be men. It could be, and now you can niche it down. It could be pets in one house. It could be, you know, LBGT in another house. It could be this and that. You can have all kinds of segments. They do that in college now. Or, they do athletes. They yeah, do. they do. The honor roll, right? They they do have. Yeah. I don't think they call it LBGT. They call it something corny, like creative living, or uh, my daughter's telling me. Yeah, it's called creative. I forget what it's called. Anyways, um, but the same idea, the concept, right? So, so, yeah. so that, a lot of people are listening to this, going, "Hey, you know, here's the thing. This sounds great. I love money. I love the profit, but I'm scared to death." Of how am I going to manage this? Where am I going to find a nurse practitioner or a doctor? Or where am I going to find a house manager? You know, these are all things out of my comfort zone, out of what I'm used to. You know, what can you say to dispel this limiting belief that this is an extremely hard process? It could take years to get right. Well, let's get realistic that there are barriers to entry. There are challenges you're going to face. And I want you to know that up front because I definitely don't want you to finish listening here and run out and buy a house and say, let me open it up and have seniors move in. That's not what you do. People who do that tend to run into some massive problems, whether it be cash flow, services, clientele, whatever it is. And those challenges that they have are just, you know, it's just that. It's not a good thing. So I want you to get the right training and right information before you begin. Please hear and heed my words. I want you to do it right. Let's do it. Having said that, yeah, having said that, we can provide the training for you. The house is just one part. What Pat just said, how do I find that manager? So you mentioned medical professionals. This is not medical, so there's some good news. Don't need a doctor or nurse, nurse practitioner. You don't. Every state, no, every state has certain qualifications for what is a manager and what, what qualifications, training, and education and requirements they have. Every state has qualifications for the caregivers and what they need. But you as the owner, you're going to hire the manager. They're going to hire the caregivers. They're going to find the residents and maintain this. Your job is to manage the manager. So if you do it right, and I train, I've trained thousands of people across the country how to do this. If you do this right, your job is to manage the manager. Just before we got on, Pat, I did payroll for the company. So one of my jobs is to make sure I do payroll. So literally what that was is my manager sent me the payroll. I reviewed it. It took me about 15 minutes to review it. It took me about five minutes to move money from this account to that account. That was my biggest job all month long is <laughs> that payroll. That's it. So I'm not there every day. I'm here. I'm actually in California at this moment. My homes are in Arizona. My, my students and, and clients are all over the country, even internationally now. Uh, so you can do it anywhere as well. Well, let's spell it out then for everybody listening. Who is on the payroll? The manager, I have her as an independent contractor because 
I just see her to get the job mean? done. Is this someone that lives there, or is this somebody that manages all three? Kind of paint a picture here. Good. So a manager, each state, and I'm going to tell you kind of one side to the other, one extreme to the other. In Texas, for instance, the qualification to be a manager is 18 years old, GED or higher, and a 24-hour course. So virtually anybody can be the manager. In Arizona, where my homes are, you have to be a certified caregiver first. That's 104 hours of training, TV test, background check, fingerprint card. Then there's another 40 hours of training to become a manager, and then you need two years of experience working with elderly or direct care. So that's a big gauntlet. Yeah, I don't want to do go through that work and that hassle. I don't want to be a caregiver or the manager. So the manager in the state, there's a certain qualification. So the manager, I have them as independent contractors, have them set up their own entity. That's for my benefit and theirs. They don't have to start at eight and be done at five. It's just get the job done. They're actually on pretty much 24-7. They'll get calls in the middle of the night that they handle, not me. The caregivers, they are employees. So if you have them as independent contractors, at some point that could absolutely come back to bite you. So they're employees. When you say to somebody, you got to be here at this time and I'm making your schedule, it quacks like a duck. It's an employee. So that person is the payroll that I was doing today. The manager just gets a salary. Well, and, and so the manager doesn't have to be there, right? The manager's like you, off-site. The caregiver, though, is there. At what hours? And well, the manager is going to be there, and not all day, they're but their job there? is to make sure things happen. Okay. No, they the don't care- have to sleep there, but you could have, let me make sure we understand, there's different live-in, there's models. Live-in model, a caregiver is living in the house. They're, they're working during the day, taking care of the residents. At night, they sleep there, so they have a space to sleep. It could be a couch. It could be a full suite and bedroom and so on. The manager is typically, it could be a caregiver that is qualified as a manager. It could be a separate person that oversees caregivers, and that's what I do. I have a number of homes. I have a manager that oversees all of the caregivers. In each house, there is a team lead or a caregiver lead that is kind of the assistant manager, if you will, in the home. So the manager is managing the home in whatever structure they decide to have, and I oversee and manage the manager. Wow, that's awesome. So, Gene, the three houses you have in Arizona, how many, mm-hmm. how many renters do you have or bedrooms do you have? Got it. Ten residents in each home. In Arizona, we're limited to ten people in a home. Texas is 16. Some other states are six. Other states are unlimited. So we have ten in each home, and... It's the highest level of care, which is called directed care. Some states have a one, two, three or an ABC. Arizona, we call it directed care, but it's not medical. I want to make sure we're clear on that. Now, now do they share bedrooms? Are you doing a five-bedroom house where, where they have a roommate, or are you basically retrofitting these houses, making the dining rooms bedrooms and the office bedrooms? Are you, what are you doing? So there are certain minimum requirements, and one of them that is pretty standard throughout the country is 100 square feet of usable floor space for a private room. So that means not the closet, not a bathroom, but usable floor space. 10 by 10 is a pretty small kid's bedroom, but that would be the smallest. I know for Section 8, like um, Baltimore City Section 8, and I have a bunch of them. They require 80, and, and sometimes that's difficult in these older houses. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's an 8 by 10, and you'd be shocked how many bedrooms come out small. I mean, you got to really watch yourself. 10 by 10 is a decent-sized bedroom, 
Um, so, so what do you do then? You just make the dining room a bedroom. How do you make, you're not going to find a well, 10 bedroom let, ranch. Let me back up though, because I, I, I want to shift your mindset for a second, but that hundred square feet at 10 by 10 is still a small bedroom. I know you can do section eight with smaller bedrooms and so on. If we want to have two people in a room, it's 80 square feet per person. So two people, 160 square feet. Now that's a normal size bedroom, like 10 by 16, bedroom, 12 yeah. by 14. Well, my master bedroom is 1400 square feet. So it's all perspective. Okay. <laughs> that's so you, you put yeah. six people in there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, actually, we were considering doing it into assisted living. There'd be five bedrooms in there plus extra space. But the reality is, is that the homes that you're going to typically use for this are not going to be your normal 3-2 rental. It's not going to be Section 8. I want you to be thinking about not the best house in, in your area, not the lowest end. If you were to go to a pyramid, five is at the top, one is at the bottom, level 3-4. And this is what we teach you to look for, identify, and so on. So it's a nicer house, not average, a little bit above, but not the top of the top. That nicer home is probably going to be bigger bigger bedrooms, more bathrooms, et cetera. And be, the reason why we're doing that is because you can charge anything you want. But if I can afford to pay $10,000 a month for my mom's care, I'm not going to move her into the dregs in an 80 square foot bedroom. I wouldn't even slow down the car in that neighborhood. What you want to do is attract the right clientele, right? So if you want to have a low end area, you can do that, but they're only going to be able to afford that. The family's only going to pay a certain amount. Your expenses are virtually the same. Biggest expense are caregivers, labor, food. It's not the house. So whether it's a hundred thousand or one point one million, that extra million bucks is what five, six thousand dollars in a monthly mortgage payment. But the difference is, I can charge two thousand a month in this bad neighborhood or eight thousand a month in the nice neighborhood. So the extra six times ten people, sixty grand, more than covers your extra mortgage payment. And now word from Carrie Shaw, whose gross commission income has come close to $7 million in the last few years, and her net has been well over $2 million per year. This is someone you want to listen to. For team leaders out there, if you have your people do this, the amount of time you're going to save training them will be worth a ton of money to you. They'll just be productive faster and be able to go out and generate incomes for themselves, which when I talk to team leaders, one of the biggest challenges they have, they hire when they're already so busy that they simply don't have the time to train. And so the, the number of agents that will succeed by just sitting with you in the car and absorbing what you're doing and then they're gonna go out and clone you, that doesn't, that's not realistic. That's not how it actually happens. They need to understand why you're doing what you're doing and how it's working. And you, most of you, by the time you hire, you don't have the time to do that effectively. So when I heard that Pat was doing this on the listing side, I mean, we bought it immediately. We put our whole listing team through it. Now when someone starts with us, they take the whole listing course before they start training with our team. And it's just, it's fantastic. I think it's a way, it's a game changer. If you want the type of success that Carrie Shaw and her team have, Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified and you won't regret it. I, I love that. So 
Okay, so the, and that's great advice too. You know, go into a safe, nice neighborhood where the son won't feel guilty about putting the mom or dad. Now, who else do you have on the payroll? You got the manager, right? You got the caregiver. Do you have a cook? Do you have a maid? Who? who what? What else do I got to get? In a normal home for residential assisted living, the caregivers do a lot. They're preparing food. They're taking care of the residents. They're cleaning the house. In my nicer upscale home. We have a chef, so white jacket, white hat, culinary trained. They come in and they do cook-to-order breakfast, cook-to-order lunch, and prepare the dinner in between that the caregivers serve later. The caregivers still keep the house clean and tidy, but we'll have a, a deep clean. Somebody come in once in a while. But those are all independent contractors once again. The chef on that one is on my payroll. He does have to show up and leave at a certain time. Uh, but... Everything else is pretty much independent contractors. The key are the caregivers are employees. Manager, I'd have it as an IC, create your own entity. The chef is probably going to be an employee. Could be a contractor, though. I love that, man. When I, when, when I have to go to assisted living, I want, that, I want that hookup, right? I want that chef, right? Cook to order omelets, whatever you need. <laughs> let me tell let, my kids now, don't, this. Ghetto, don't put me, don't, don't give me a continental. <laughs> you know, one of the things, <laughs> One of the things I, I want to make sure to say is that everybody who's listening, you're going to get involved in assisted living one way or the other. Either own the real estate or you're going to operate the business or you, a family member, is going to be living in one of these homes or facilities writing a check for five or ten grand per month. So if nothing else, do one of these for yourself, selfishly, so that you have a place to move into, move right into the master bedroom, live for free. I mean, I see this, Pat. People move into our homes and the kids are just giving me five, six grand a month for years. And it's eating away at their inheritance, their future. Everything that they worked for is being given to me to take care of mom and dad. And they'll do it. Now, they'll do it. And when that money runs out, then it's their money, their college education for their kids, their retirement account. It's sad, but, you know, you have a choice. You're going to get involved one way or the other. Right now, you can choose to get involved and make great money. I like that idea. Brothers. I like that idea. Get involved now, right? And, and and if you have elderly parents, put them in there. You know, if you have mm -hmm. if, yeah. if you have in laws, put them in there. Put everybody in there, yeah. and then say, hey, you know, that's cool because <laughs> you know after they pass on, I'm going to put myself in here. You know, and we got the system. And if there's a, a gap, I'm going to I'm going to just rent it out, and you know, Gene's yeah. going to tell me how, or I'm going to learn. You know. <laughs> If this is what I do. I mean, I, I literally, I appreciate you bringing me on here because I do love sharing this with other people and, and exposing them to the opportunity. The Golden Girls model that I mentioned is another one. We can go farther in front and do adult daycare. There's so many ways that we can get involved with and to take advantage of in a good way. The silver tsunami, uh, the, the economics of the baby boomers have driven our economy for decades since 1945 when the whole thing started. There's more Adult diapers being sold in Japan than there are kids' diapers right now. What? So, Whoa, hold the, hold the phone. You heard me. This is great. I love it. You know, here's the thing. If you don't study demographics, they don't know what you're talking about. So why don't you elaborate a little bit? Why do you call it the silver tsunami? You know, I, I love your point about Japan. Talk to me about uh, all yeah. over the world. Talk to me about the U.S., Canada. What's going on? Yeah, the reality is, is that 1945, World War II ended. So it wasn't U.S. war, it was World War. So all these servicemen came home, got busy, population explosion. So you look at a chart, and when you see the demographics of that chart, it's literally a spike in 1945 of population. 
Then it goes a little down. Then the next year, another spike. They had the second child. Then it just stair steps up. These are the people that are now taking care of the family, the economic side. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I grew up, there was 70. Yeah. Yeah. So those people born, you know, Mick Jagger, Rolling Stones, he's not a baby boomer. He was born before. Uh, he's 74 years old. The oldest baby boomer is 71. So Ronnie Woods is the only, I use him as an example, is the only actual baby boomer in the Rolling Stones. Uh, Mick is too old. He was born before the end of World War II. Charlie Watts is even older. And let's face it, Keith Richards got to be 300, 400 years old yeah, by now. They have bodies of 98-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> so that silver tsunami, the population that's coming, 70% of all of us are going to need help with our activities of daily living for an average of three and a half years. Doesn't mean they're going to move into my home or your home, but they're going to need help. And whether it's the kids taking care of them, whether they hire somebody to come in to take care of them, or they move into a home, they're going to need help. So here's the big opportunity. I was born in a, in a family with seven kids. My wife had seven kids. That was the norm back then. We have four kids. We're the freaks, right? We're the ones who it's like four kids. That's a lot. Today, millennials are holding off. They're not having as many kids. They'll have one or two. China had a one-child policy for decades. They just changed to two. But now when you think about other nations and so on, if their populations aren't growing, they're not having as many kids replacing and so on, it's shrinking. So the parents, my parents had seven kids to take care of them. I'll have four kids to take care of them. My kids might have two kids. So they can't just quit the job and take care of mom and dad. They're going to have to pay to have somebody else take care of them. I love that. I love that. Guys, listen, a yeah. tsunami is coming. <laughs> Catch, ride the silver tsunami. Ride it. Ride it. Get your surfboard and ride it, man. This is, this is good stuff, Gene. So let's talk about your free gift. Everybody that comes on the show brings a free gift. And this is basically something really cool. It's an item of utility that our listeners at the Rockstar Nation can use every day in their business for things that they're doing. Um, we've had, you know, uh, hundreds of, of people come on the show. We're over 700 now. And, um, you, you know, once we started this agent success toolbox, everybody that came on the show started donating things. Um, you uh -huh. agreed to donate a free seven-part training uh, on residential assisted living. Tell me about this training. Yeah, you know, I, I literally travel around the, the country and five countries last year, 50 cities uh, last year. This year, I'm on the track to do the same. And I'm educating people all the time. I'm actually sitting right now in an office for bankers. We're working on financing for this, uh, for our students and so on. But the idea of this training, I go to locations and I typically will do a short presentation. It might be 40 minutes to an hour and a half. And then I sometimes do a five or six hour training. That five or six hour training, what I did was, because I know not everybody can get out or they, I'm not coming to you and so on. I boiled it down to basically about two hours worth of the core nuts and bolts of what you need to know if you're serious about this. Broke that into seven parts, and this way it's easy to consume. Nobody gets overwhelmed. So we're going to give you the link to that, and it's free. You just log in. It's a link. You'll have the seven-part training. It's about two hours of information. By the, done, by the time you're done, you're going to have a ton of information about what this is, how it works, the options you have in playing in this game, and then how you can get involved and learn more. That's awesome, buddy. That's awesome. And I'm going to put... Um, a link to that, guys, uh, in Gene's show notes, and I'm going to make this real easy. I'm going to make it hybendigital.com backslash 
R-A-L. That's hybendigital.com backslash R-A-L. That, of course, stands for Residential Assisted Living. Residential Assisted Living. So hybendigital.com backslash R-A-L. And, of course, it'll be in the Agent Success Toolbox, which can easily be found at hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or just text the word toolbox to 444999 for a link to this plus copies of many, many other items of utilities that you can access from all the guests that have come on our show. Gene, this has been awesome, my brother. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors, and thanks for being so candid and sharing all the meat and potatoes of, of how our listeners can make more money with assisted living. Thank you, and I appreciate you having me on. And I just want to leave people with a little word of encouragement. You're going Please to get do. good at something. Yeah, you're going to get good at something. And I want you to be passionate about whatever it is you do, because if you are passionate about it and want to do it, you're going to be the best at it. People are going to love you and want to do more with you. So do something you're passionate about. We have a motto. It's do good and do well. I want you to make money, do well, but do good. Do something that is important that to you, passionate for you, and something good you can leave behind. And if this is it, I'd love to be the one to teach you how and to show you how it's done. Awesome, buddy. Thank you, sir. You bet. My pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.